0: Okay, so today's episode of vicious talk with Benny P is the week 11 NFL picks against the lines with my good friend, Jake Kelly. Once again, we missed our week 10 picks. Unfortunately, we, uh, our schedules were busy and we couldn't really find a time to match up and get together for, our, um, to put that podcast together. Um, but we're happy to get together once again for week 11 and, uh, without further ado, I'd like to once again, introduce my good friend and guest today, Jake Kelly, Jake, how's it going?
1: Good man, I'm happy to be here. Happy to make some more picks, man. Yeah, got a good, good play of games this week.
0: Yeah, dating back to uh, week nine, you uh, you're able to gain a game on me. You went seven and four in week nine, um, in the matchups that we picked, and I went six and five. Um, and so on the cumulative tally for the year on our picks, we're looking at fifty, your forty, your uh, fifty-one and forty-five. And I am 54-42, and so it's getting close. We're only three games apart, so it's going to come down to the wire.
1: Oh, yeah. I think those are both respectable totals, too, especially uh, with just how unpredictable some of the different teams were early in the season. Uh, A lot of surprises, so I'm pleased where we're at.
0: Yeah, exactly. I saw um, usually the uh, underdogs, they usually come up, they beat the spread usually around a third of the time in the year. Um, Yep. And this year, it's been over that, Um, so it's just kind of uh, to kind of just shows that how unpredictable this whole twenty seventeen season's been.
1: Yeah, and I've seen a few spreads that I just thought were really out of whack, and I if, if I don't know if it's just me, but I've seen a lot of double digit spreads, and some of them were really unwarranted.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, but it also, I think the double-digit spreads, the, the how many of them, it just kind of goes to show how bad some teams are in the NFL this year. Like, there's just like there's not a lot of good teams. Um, yeah. Like on in tier one, there's like there's like six teams like in the, the, the that could be the best team. Like you know, it's it's tough to identify who really is number one because like right now you got to rank the Eagles at the top of the power rankings because they look so solid. But I mean, the year was the Chiefs, and like they're they've kind of been out. They've been outed, I guess, and they look more like they're in the second tier of good teams. So it's like there's really, there's really no teams with 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 zero flaws. Every team has a pretty glaring weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into our weekly picks, though. So you ready?
1: Absolutely. Let's go. All
0: right. So Thursday night football. The the Thursday night game is going to be between the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are favored by seven points. Who are you taking, Jake?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Tennessee's defense hasn't been as good as I thought they'd be heading into the season. Um, I know Jarrell Casey's a very solid player in the interior, but I think Le'Veon Bells is likely to have a big day. Um not sure if – I mean, we saw Martavis Bryant kind of come alive a little bit in the fourth quarter last week when the Steelers needed to catch up. They've got a lot of different targets. I don't think Tennessee's quite deep enough in the defensive backfield to handle them. And uh, Mariota's just been really inconsistent on the other side of the ball. And DeMarco Murray hasn't really been the stud that he's been in years past. So I think that uh, Pittsburgh should be able to handle this game. And it is at home where Roethlisberger thrives.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm taking the Steelers as well. I agree with what you say. Um, Tennessee's been one of the really confusing teams this year. Um, There's a a couple teams that I think that you really don't know what you're going to get every every week. Um, Most of the teams are kind of what they are at this point in the season. But um, the Titans, I'd say maybe the Redskins and the Seahawks are kind of three teams that you don't really know what you're going to see from them every week. Um, and I think the Titans are in that category. Um, so I'm going to take the Steelers. I, I like their passing attack, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, USC graduate. He's uh, playing really well lately. He's looking like quite the, the fantasy steal uh, for people late in the season uh, in fantasy football. Um, yeah, it's,
1: it's- – is bread and butter getting those wide receivers on day two draft very successful?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd also just like to say Thursday night football has been like it's ruining the NFL this year. Um, last week we saw Richard Sherman go down on Thursday night with a torn Achilles. The guy wasn't ready to wasn't healthy to play on Thursday, and we've seen. Um, it's 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 a, it's astounding how many marketable and, and great players in the NFL have gone hurt this season literally other than Tom Brady every popular most marketable player in the NFL has been hurt this season uh, you guys, yeah yeah and Thursday night games aren't helping it um, so I mean I don't know what we're gonna be able to see I, I've heard theories about uh, maybe adding a week to make it an 18week season so there's two buys and so that I would yeah, and so every team that comes into play Thursday night would be coming off of a bye week. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna fix this. Uh,
1: I mean, I love the idea of just adding adding a bye week, regardless. Uh, you know, we could spread out these football games a little bit more, give the guys uh, a little bit more time on the practice field during the season too. I think we could see an uptick in play overall if something happens like that. Uh, and in addition, you know, you can kind of gear that around, uh, you know, Thursday night games or even like the London travel games, and uh, try to make that a little bit more amenable to uh, these players being in peak condition.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go into Sunday. Yeah, the 1 p.m. wave of games. We'll start with the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. The Lions are the Lions are favored by uh, three points here. Who are you going to take, Jake?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Detroit here. Uh, I've been kind of monitoring their defense, and they've they've played pretty well generally over the past few weeks. Uh, they looked pretty good against the Steelers, and I I don't think that Chicago is going to have anything for them on that side of the ball. They're just really conservative in the passing game, and uh, if Detroit's able to key in on Jordan Howard, I think they'll be able to handle that. Um, And, you know, I just – Chicago is a very fundamentally sound defensive team, and they've been playing well this season. But Detroit seems to have a dearth of weapons in the passing game. I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit puts up big numbers. Uh, and maybe Chicago can keep it close, but I don't think the defense is going to stop them either.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the Lions as well. Um, a couple things in this game. Did, did you see uh, – <laughs> I'm going with the Lions kind of just because I, I – I, uh... I'm all of a sudden a, a fan of uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Did you see his uh, audition for American Idol the other day?
1: I didn't get to catch it. What happened? Uh,
0: <laughs> the guy's he's a fantastic singer, Marvin Jones Jr., the wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. He auditioned on American Idol, and uh, Katy Perry. She's I don't know I don't know, I don't even watch the show at all, but I saw it on viral videos, and um, Katy Perry is one of the judges now, and she was like astounded. She's like, "Why did you?" Pursue uh, a career in music, and he's like, and Luke Bryan is one of the other judges He's like, because the guy runs a four <laughs> three, and um, <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah. Fun. It was it was entertaining. Um, so Marvin Jones Jr., quite the singer, um, but also I think that the Lions here kind of, I, I, they they definitely have the edge. Uh, I believe um, I, th- I don't like what I've seen from the Chicago offense. Um, it seemed like they were rolling heavy with Tariq Cohen, and he's kind of disappeared in recent weeks. Um, and now with Trubisky behind center, I don't I don't understand the strategy with him. It looks like like a, a vintage like Madden strategy. The guy like rolls back like twenty yards, like fifteen yards, huge dropbacks, and just like chucks it. And it's it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and so. Like, yeah. So, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Lions here as well. All right. All right. Let's go into uh, the next game. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. The Jags are favored by seven and a half points. Who are you taking?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Jacksonville here. Uh, I, do, I did pause looking at the spread. It seems a little high for me. Uh, Jacksonville's had a great season, and that defense is for real. But I – could totally see this being a very low scoring game uh leonard fournette's been kind of banged up and you know you did have the the suspension recently as well uh if fournette for some reason couldn't go or couldn't finish this game i just don't think i don't have any confidence that the jacksonville passing game get enough up done to uh really separate from cleveland but i'm willing to bet on leonard fournette you know he's the difference here uh, I see that the, the line for the total is really low, and I do expect it to be low-scoring game. But I can easily see Fournette ripping off a big run in the second half against the tired defense and really finishing this off for Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you here. Um, I don't love taking Blake Bortles on lines this large. Um, the guy, the the Jaguars have been good despite Blake Bortles, not because of him. Um, yeah, and. I, I mean, I have a hard time ever taking Cleveland. Um, I, th- I, I think they, they've lost on every Sunday for like 24, 25 weeks in a row. They've lost oh. Sunday. Sunday. Uh, day back, I think, to like 2014 or something like that. Um, and Jacksonville's mo- almost certainly going to take it to them this game. Whether or not it's by seven and a half points, I don't know. I'm not confident in the spread um but I'm i'm not also a fan of rooting for the cleveland browns to cover so i'm gonna take the Jags here as well all right let's go on to the next one baltimore ravens at the green bay packers the ravens are favored by uh two points in green bay who are you gonna take
1: um i'm gonna end up going with the packers they really surprised me last week with how they played against chicago i thought chicago would keep that game much closer and uh, the Green Bay offense made, made, found enough plays, uh, mostly to Devontae Adams, uh, that, that, you know, I think I'm, I'm comfortable taking Green Bay at home. Uh, Baltimore, their defense is really rounding its form, but uh, I, I have no faith in the offense there. They may they be able to get some of the run game going, but the passing game has just been abysmal. Uh, I know Baltimore's coming off of a bye, and that's why it, what really tempted me to take Baltimore. But uh, with them being two-point favorites on the road, I just didn't feel comfortable with that type of decision. And so uh, I'm going to go with the Packers.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm inclined to take the Packers here too as well. Um, I'm not sure if – I was looking up right now. I'm not sure if Danny Woodhead is coming back for the Ravens this week. He looks like he's active in practice. Um, so that actually might help some of their pass attack. Um, like you said, they're, they've been struggling, um, the Ravens. And uh, Woodhead is one of the better receiving backs um, in the NFL, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I haven't hated what I've seen from Brett Hundley, um, the, U, the UCLA grad. He's not, he's not a great quarterback, but by any means, but he uh, he made some good throws when it mattered last week. Um, and with the with the weapons they have in Green Bay, it's hard not to have success behind center. Um, Aaron Rodgers makes it look easy, but there's a reason why. I mean, the guy, the guy's a stud, no doubt. Aaron Rodgers but one of the greatest we've ever seen but um the guys he has around him definitely help and um I'm gonna take Green Bay at home here as well
1: yeah another thing to like about the Packers the offensive lines finally rounded into you know they're healthy now
0: yeah I saw that they they, I think they had their uh their five main starters like the guys they 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 went into um, week one with uh out there last week I believe for the first time this season, I think, or the second time or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rodgers, you know, didn't ever have that, and so that's certainly an advantage for Huntley and another reason to maybe get on Green Bay for this
0: game. Yeah, exactly. All right, the next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Miami Dolphins in Miami. There's no line here. Who are you going to take, Jake?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I, I really... Would stay away from this game if you go either way, and it, you know I don't think there's enough of a home field advantage for Miami with these teams both being in state uh, to really to rely on that, and so I'm just gonna go with the team that you know was a little bit hotter last week. Miami, very uninspiring on offense all around. Uh, I understood, you know, maybe they felt like they were getting addition by subtraction dealing with Ajayi, but they really didn't have anyone to take all of those snaps. Uh Drake's flashed, but I, I I have questions about him standing up to, you know, a full a few set a few full games, you know, in a row. Uh, Tampa looked surprisingly good last week. They'll have Mike Evans back. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, um, I'm gonna take the Bucks here as well. I uh, like you said, I don't like this game. This is one of the worst games of the week, probably both these teams on the decline right now. Um the Buccaneers are without Jameis Winston. They're uh, they're sending out Fitzpatrick again this week, um, but I mean the Dolphins aren't any better with Jake Cutler behind center. Jake Cutler might be one of, if not my least favorite players in this NFL um, right yeah. now. Yeah, the guy the guy doesn't seem to put the effort in. He like he's got terrible body language on the field, and I don't know. He just feels like it feels like he really made a mistake coming out of retirement. Um, I, I I don't know if if he's gonna last much longer in Miami. I doubt he finishes the season behind center. To be honest. If he doesn't get hurt, I mean, I feel like they might just bench him at this point.
1: Yeah, Matt Moore might be the better play anyway. I agree. Yeah. So
0: I'm taking the Bucks here as well, though, although I don't love this game. All right, let's go to the next one, though. This is the game of the week on contrast. Uh, most likely, these are the best two teams um, playing against each other this week. Uh, the LA Rams, the Los Angeles Rams at the Minnesota Vikings. In Minnesota, a tough matchup for those hot Rams, uh, the young Rams squad. But the Vikings are favored by two points here in Minnesota. Who are you taking, Jake?
1: Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, this was a really tough pick for me. These are two very similar teams. Yeah. Uh, I know the Rams have had some games where, where it's kind of uh, the defense has had a lot of breakdowns. But I think they're really a hard-nosed defensive team. Uh, they've got, you know, the stud running back. They've been stringing things together Uh, in the passing game. Goff has has been a relevation this year. Uh, Robert Woods is clicking at the right time. Um, I just think that with these teams being so close, my rationale is to go with the team who who had the points. And uh, with the Vikings being a two-point favorite, uh, I felt like I'd just take the opportunity to take the Rams. The Vikings are a great team. Um, I have a little bit more confidence in Goff than I do in Case Keenum. Keenum looked great last week, but I have questions about whether he can maintain that. Uh, and then I also, I don't think that Minnesota has quite the run game that Los Angeles has. Uh, though I do love that that, that uh, Stefan Diggs is back and Phelan looks like one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. Uh, this is going to be a great game and I look forward to watching it, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams and the points here. That's my rationale.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, the Rams are, I mean, without a doubt, one of the better teams in the NFL right now. Um, that offense is very explosive. I picked them to lose actually in week nine um, against the Giants, um, and they actually shut me up pretty hard. I think they won like 51 to like 17 or something like that. Um, and uh, the offense knows how to throw the ball deep. Uh, but I'm thinking the Vikings here because I think that this is going to be the biggest test um but they've had this season probably de- um offensively the just the vikings defense is solid. they're gonna get to they're gonna rush golf and they're gonna put him under pressure and we're gonna see whether or not the young quarterback could could find his receivers deep when he doesn't have as much time and he's gonna have to use his feet most likely uh, but like you said what robert woods has been solid for him um and it's kind of interesting to see that woods has emerged kind of as that go-to guy for him because i mean He's probably not as talented as his counterparts in in Watkins and in Cooper Cup. Um, those two guys are probably a little bit more talented than Woods, but Woods has been able to get open for him and and have some success going deep um, for golf. Uh, yeah. And then, like you said, Ke- Case Keenum's not re- he's not the greatest backup in, in, in the league, and he's he's serviceable. He's a great he's a good quarterback. And I also like to see Teddy Bridgewater coming back soon. I think that the Vikings make the playoffs or when they make the playoffs. Uh, I think that Bridgewater should be behind center. The guy's probably a better talent than um, Keenum. Um, but I think that they're making it easy for the quarterbacks in Minnesota right now because you've got two of the better re- receivers that are are they're talented at getting open, and Stephon Diggs and, and Thielen, like you said. And um, those guys are, are have a knack for finding lanes and getting open for their quarterbacks. So um, I'm taking the Vikings here um, despite the, the, the two points given to the Rams. Um, but like you said, this is going to be a great game. All right, next matchup. The Washington Redskins at the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. The Saints are favored by 7.5 points. This is a uh, tempting matchup. This is tough. I think this was a tough one with the spread here at 7.5. who are you taking here, Jake?
1: Yeah, I agree with you on the spread being a tough one. If, if it had been uh, a point or two lower, I'd feel a little more comfortable. But I'm still going to take the Saints. Uh, they're at home. They're definitely the hotter team. Uh, Washington, I think their season's begun to unravel. Uh, Terrell Pryor hasn't been what they thought he was going to be. Uh, Crowder's starting to wake up a little bit, but he, he's had a down year. Jordan Reed has, has not really been playing all that much. Uh, Cousins has been holding it together and playing admirably, but you know his numbers are obviously aren't as great, all the issues with all their weapons. Uh, they're not very good out of the backfield. Their running back situation is a mess. Uh, And the Saints have a much-improved defense, and they have one of the loudest stadiums in the league. And they've got the superior quarterback, despite how how Breeze has been playing the past few weeks. So I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, Washington is kind of in a little bit of turmoil turmoil right now. But like I said in the beginning of the podcast, the Redskins are one of those teams that – they could flip a switch at any second, really, and they could score a lot of points, and it's kind of scary to take them um, while giving them so many points like uh, like they are here at seven and a half. Um, but I'm taking the Saints here, too, as well. I just think the Saints have been a very impressive team this year. Um, Drew Brees is no he, – he's not he's not um, foreign to scoring points in the NFL, but he finally has two running backs that – it's the saints are able to run the football all of a sudden and they've never been really able to do that with drew Brees behind center and mark ingram's been solid for them as their um every down back but alvin kamara has been kind of that running back they've been searching for in new orleans oh he was kind of the guy that they wanted reggie bush to be they want they expected bush to be the kind of guy that kamara is now and i think things are really clicking for them in new orleans right now and it's gonna be fun to see them um, in the playoffs, definitely. They're gonna be a tough they're gonna to be a tough out.
1: Yeah. I right. agree completely.
0: Yeah, so let's go on the next one. Kansas City Chiefs at the New York Giants. This is a big line. The Chiefs are favored by ten and a half in New York. Um, but who are you gonna take here, Jake?
1: I don't think the line could be big enough, and I'm sorry any Giants fans who might be listening, but I, I just I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. It's ten and a half points, that is high. And they are on the road, but they're coming off of a bye week, and they're they're facing you know a Giants team that whose season is has unraveled already. They are unlike the Redskins who who are beginning to unravel. The Giants' season has unraveled. You know a lot of talk about the locker room being lost or are not lost. Uh, numerous suspensions, uh, tons of injuries to the offensive skill position players and an already weak offensive line and running game. Uh, I don't think the Giants have anything for the Chiefs. I don't know who's going to... I mean, maybe Collins can slow down Travis Kelsey, uh, but I just I don't see the New York Giants' offense having anything for the Chiefs' defense, and I think it's going to be an ugly game.
0: Yeah, I agree with you completely. That Giants team is they're 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 a shame right now really and as a patriots fan you're a Patri- you're a big pats fan and i'm am I'm a pats fan as well it's it's kind of nice to see the giants going through such turmoil We're probably seeing the last days of Eli Manning um he's there's no way he's coming back next year most likely and um the chiefs should really take it to them here um but the, the line's not great um uh, it's tough to be any team by that many points but um i like the chiefs here as well and um, I think Ben McAdoo is a candidate for the f- the first firing the first coach fired this season um there was really, yeah i
1: never i never really, liked that Go ahead. i'm sorry i I never liked that higher, and uh frankly, I felt that Jerry Reese should have been canned with or before Tom coughlin was in new york uh the team is kind of slowly but surely they they had that resurgence uh in the playoffs recently and they, they looked good and the defense was phenomenal but it was it was built on a foundation of veteran players on high price contracts who they had brought in from elsewhere uh not a lot of drafting development on the defensive side of the football outside of Jason Pierre-Paul still pretty weak at linebacker still weak on the offensive line despite you know a lot of drafts that sunk in there i think Weston Richburg might be the only hit uh Really such a flawed team and roster, and uh, I almost, I am kind of, you know, I get some sort of satisfaction, you know, with their struggles as a Patriots fan, but I have to tell you, it's for the best that this franchise kind of tank it for the rest of this season and get the high draft picks because yeah. uh, they hire the right man to take that job. You know, There are some talented players on this team, some elite players on this team, and uh, much worse situations to take over a stable ownership group. Uh, I feel bad. I don't feel bad for the Giants this season. And that's just because I know with uh, the right hires in the front office and on the coaching staff, they'll be right back where they usually are.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think there was reiteration this week um, from the owner that he was uh, he was sticking behind McAdoo. But I think when you see news like that, it kind of tends you to believe that. He's just saying that because there's not really a lot of confidence behind him, and they're just trying to give him one last chance. Um, I would not be surprised to see McAdoo fired after this week or the next if they keep losing big, um, and the Giants should probably, like you said, start tanking um, and try to go for that high draft pick. But let's go. Yeah. Are you ready? Absolutely. All right. So the Arizona Cardinals, the last of the one PM game, the Arizona Cardinals at the Houston Texans. The Cardinals are favored by a point in Houston. Who are you taking?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with Houston. Uh I I you know, it's difficult to say who the best quarterback in this matchup is, but yeah, exactly. I, I think I'm gonna take Tom Savage. Uh Houston still has managed to score points. I think that they're a little bit better. At the number one wide receiver position, a little bit better at running back. Uh, The Cardinals don't seem to use their tight ends very much in their passing game. So by default, Houston's a little bit better at tight end. Uh, I just think they're more likely to make a play that can win the game on the offensive side. And Houston tends to have better special teams than Arizona as well. Um, outside of that, like these defenses, neither of them are very good right now. Houston, mostly due to injuries, but I think them being the home team and having, you know, being the one point dog is enough to kind of tilt that in their favor for me. And uh, that's going to lead me to take the Houston Texans in this game.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a shame how uh, this game this game has turned out. Um, like I like I mentioned before, there's been a lot of injured players this year, and Deshaun Watson for Texans was really a promising young rookie, looking really solid, like he was turning that that team around. Um, and it's a shame to see him go down. And the backup Tom, Tom Savage is he's it's it, it's reason it's reasons like this why it's, asto- it's astounding to me both these teams haven't signed um, a guy like Colin Kaepernick. It's it, the guys. It, it's 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 blatant blackballing at this point, and because guys like Tom Savage and Drew Stan and no no no, Stan's hurt. So they're even starting Blaine Gabbard. the poor man's Blake Bortles. And it, how are these guys earning jobs in the NFL when guys like Kaepernick are sitting at home? Um, but yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the Cardinals here. Um, this is like a, this is like I said. This is kind of a shame how this game's it's turned out. Both these teams look. Promising somewhat coming into the season early. Um, and this is going to be one of the worst games of the week, most likely. So, um, I'm taking the Cardinals here, but like I said, I'm not probably not going to be watching this game, and, and, um, I don't, I don't, I don't really have too much stake in, in how that one goes too much.
1: Yeah. The only, the only one worse than this might be Jacksonville and Cleveland.
0: Yeah. All right. Next game. 405, the 405 game. Um, this is interesting. There's just two wave of games in the four o'clock um, Eastern times, but um, the yeah, the one, the one at four o five is going to be the Buffalo Bills at the LA Chargers. There's no line for this one um, in LA. Who are you taking here, Jake?
1: Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, the news just broke today that Tyrod Taylor won't be starting that game. Um, I'm not. I'm not likely to take a uh, a rookie quarterback going against the two defensive ends for the Chargers, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, uh, sack masters. very difficult to stop. The bills have a decent offensive line, but a rookie quarterback against those guys sounds like a recipe for disaster to me. Uh, rivers is a little bit banged up, but, uh, I really think that the, uh, the Chargers could be, could be able to lean on their run game a bit more in this matchup and still eke out the win. Uh, San Diego. I'm, I see. I almost said San Diego again. The Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, very, I think they're a little bit more talented than Buffalo is as well. Uh, it may not show with their record. Uh, they find ways to lose games, no doubt. But with, with you know an even line here, I'm going to go with the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking the Chargers here as well. I think it's it's weird that they decided to go with Peterman. Um... Behind center instead of t- Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor is not bad. He's he's a serviceable guy. He runs the ball well behind center. Um, he's one of the better running be- running quarterbacks in the NFL, and he doesn't have a bad arm. Um, and the team's five and four right now, and, and it seems like they're already giving up on the season almost. And the Bills are on the downward trend for sure, and the Chargers are. I mean. I I would like to think that the Chargers, if you had Bill Belichick coaching the, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Chargers would probably be a lot better off right now than they are right now. So, um, they yeah, are, they're currently let me see the record. They're three and six, but they've lost yeah the, in, the, in the early weeks. They lost by like a total of like t- less than ten points in their like their first four losses or something like that. Um yeah, and uh. I think that this game in L.A. is going to maybe set a record for the least amount of fans at an NFL game in history. Um, yeah. The sellout, sick- yeah. The sellout at the StubHub Center in L.A. is, like, I think less than 30,000. it's like 25K or something like that. Um, but I think you'll be lucky to see 20,000 at this game. You'll probably see something around the lines of, like, 16,000, 17,000 people at this game. Um, yeah. So there's no there's no home field advantage for the Chargers here, but they're just the Bills are just sliding. They're they're five and four, and they're a team that acts like they're two and two and six or whatever, so or two and eight, two and seven or something. So um, I'm taking the Chargers here as well. All right, let's go to the next ones. The four twenty five games. Um, this is kind of a this is kind of a dud game too. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Detroit, uh, the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are favored by two and a half points um, in Denver. Coming off that uh, that tough loss against New England on Sunday night last week, um, the Broncos are. But who are you going to take here, Jake?
1: Man, this was one of the harder games, and I'd recommend people stay away from it for betting purposes. But uh, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Uh, they're at home. Uh, I know they're licking their wounds again, but you know they're coming off of losses to two teams whom I think are in the, the top three or four teams in the league the past few weeks i don't think cincinnati is, is nearly that level of competition uh denver's got to be hungry their their record is quite poor but uh another another loss for either of these teams probably ends their playoff hopes uh so this you know while it isn't an entirely inspiring game it's a game that has a lot of meaning you know with, with a win, the winner likely keeping their playoff hopes alive for another week or two uh i'm going to go with denver because they're at home and i think that they're going to be a little bit more hungry to prove themselves and get a win and clean up all of the special teams issues. Uh, and I, I don't know what they're going to be doing at quarterback, but uh, hopefully they can keep continue to keep feeding Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. And I think they should be able to win this game.
0: Yeah. Like you said, this is one of the worst games of the week. Um, and I would definitely stay away from this gambling wise, but I'm taking the Bengals here. Um, I just don't like what I've seen from Denver, and I don't like Brock Osweiler behind center. The guy doesn't deserve a job right now, and it's, it's ridiculous that <laughs> the Browns are paying him still, like, over $800,000 a game while the Broncos are paying him, like, 15000 or something like that, or, like, a, maybe 100 k or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Bengals here. I don't really have too much reasoning why. I just I, – I don't, I don't think either of these teams are great. Um, they'll be lucky – both teams would be lucky to um, get that wild card spot. Um, that they're both pursuing. Uh, they're both at three and six. Uh, so I'm taking the Bengals here, but yeah, like I said, I'm not I'm not watching this game. I'm not too concerned about how that one goes. All right. All right. One. Next one are uh, New England Patriots coming off a good win last week against the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. Um, who are you taking here, Jake?
1: I'm going to go with the Patriots. Uh, they are six-and-a-half-point favorites, and they're on the road in Mexico. Uh, I think we're going to see a shootout uh, this week in this game. Uh, New England, might be. it seems like they'll be getting uh, Malcolm Brown back, so that could further fortify uh, their run defense. That has been fairly good uh, since uh, Alan Branch just kind of worked his way back into shape. Uh, Oakland, they have one of the worst defenses in the league. I've been consistently holding out, hoping that someone not named Khalil Mack would step up, and it just really hasn't been happening for them. Uh, Offensively, they've kind of found their groove, getting the ball to Amari Cooper a little bit more. uh, But their run game hasn't been what it could be or what anyone really envisioned coming into the season. And uh, I don't think they're going to win a game against the Patriots being one-dimensional offensively. A lot of teams that are more successful against the Patriots tend to grind it football, football, uh, really aggressively run the ball down their throats, keep the ball away from Tom Brady. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen in Mexico. I think the Patriots are going to uh, really carve up the Raiders in the intermediate passing game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see this be another big Dion Lewis and or Rex Burkhead game. Uh, not sure who's matching up with Gronkowski, uh, and I just I think that the Patriots' defense will only have to make a handful of stops in order to win. So I, I'm going to go with New England.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the pads here as well. You kind of hit all the points there for us. Um, I think the Patriots uh, definitely have the advantage in this game. Going down to uh, Mexico City, like you said, um, it's kind of interesting how all the uh, the reason why the 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 Oakland Raiders have to give up a home game in Mexico City is. All the teams that relocated, the Rams, the Chargers, the Raiders are relocating to Vegas soon. Um, they, uh, they all have to go up a home game um, to, to, to a game on foreign soil in either England or Mexico. And um, it's kind of a bummer for, for the Raiders, but it, it's kind of just the way it works out for them. Um, but yeah, I'm taking the Pats here as well. They've been one of the best teams in the NFL. That defense, like you said, is getting a little bit better week by week. Um, and Tom Brady continues to be the greatest of all time at the age of 40 years old, and he doesn't slow down. Even with guys like Chris Hogan and uh, Edelman going down for the season, uh, Hogan's coming back soon. I don't I don't think he's coming back for this game, but he may be back the week after that. Um, and uh, the paths are just too impressive, and I think that they're going to take this one to the Raiders in Mexico City. Um, there's not much else to say about this game, I don't think.
1: Yeah, that's about sums it up.
0: All right, the next game. Let's go the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys uh, are given three and a half points. The Eagles are favored by three and a half. Who are you taking here, Jake?
1: I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm I've been riding the Philly wagon uh, almost all season. They've just they're an incredibly talented team, and they're nearly every spot. And uh, three and a half. I know they're on the road. Uh, so it obviously uh, that's impacted the spread, but three and a half seems a little bit low considering Ezekiel Elliott won't be playing. Yeah, exactly. uh, I'll be I'll be interested to see how Dallas runs the football. Uh, their offensive line has regressed a little bit. You know, they had had some legendary status the past few seasons, and it hasn't been the same. Uh, still a very good offensive line, but not the same. Uh, Sean Lee banged up last week. Heart and soul of that defense. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Carson Wentz without Sean Lee playing like you know a, an All Pro.
0: Yeah, it's astounding how different the Cowboys are without Sean Lee in the lineup. It's like the tail two cities. Is they just they literally aren't the same team when Sean Lee doesn't play. Um, I don't know how much his his status affects lines, but I think it should. Um and it, like you said, yeah. it's out, and it's kind of weird that the Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now. Are only favored by three and a half here. I mean, Dallas does have a home field advantage at AT, um, the AT Center or whatever the stadium, the AT Stadium in uh, Dallas. But the Eagles are the best team in football right now. They're the most impressive team, um, or at least one of them. And um, I, I'm taking here the taking the Eagles here as well. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see how. The Cowboys, without Ezekiel Elliott, without their their, their belt cow, are going to score enough points to keep up with the Eagles here.
1: Yeah, this one is, is free money, in my opinion. This is, this is the game that I've seen on this slate where I would be willing to put some money down on the spread.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go into Monday Night Football. The Monday Night game. It's kind of, it's kind of a shame how these two teams are kind of underperforming as well. Um, the Atlanta Falcons at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by three points in Seattle. Um, it's kind of actually a push. I mean, on the spread because Seattle does have a huge, one of the biggest home field advantages, and on Monday night they're going to come making a lot of noise, and um, that's probably why there's there's the three points on their side. But um, the odds, I mean, look like basically a straight up game. Who are you taking here?
1: I'm going to go with the Falcons. I think that uh, that Richard's the loss of Richard Sherman, is going to be depleting to the Seahawks. And I don't think that Shaq Griffin is anywhere close to being ready to go Amano imano with Julio Jones. Uh, Sherman has been the guy who, who got that call, you know, every time Seattle squared off with the Falcons. Uh, outside of that, I mean, I know that Devonta Freeman doesn't look like he's going to play on Monday from what I've heard, uh, but Kevin Coleman's a very good back and, uh, I'm sure that Atlanta can find different ways to get him the football over the course of the game, and maybe they even settle into a rhythm without ro- rotating running backs quite as much. Uh, Seattle, uh, Russ has been playing well when he's been protected, and Dwayne Brown was a great addition for them. Did you but see? I, did you see
0: Russell Wilson fake the concussion protocol last week? That was hilarious. Did you see that?
1: Oh yeah, that was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you could keep doing that in the NFL. That's just they're gonna get in so much trouble. That was that was terrible.
1: Yeah, it was awful. Uh I just I don't even have words for that. But uh <laughs> I'm I'm just thinking the matchup of the game, you know, outside of Julio versus Shaq Griffin is definitely going to be Vic Beasley against Dwayne Brown. That's I that play. that that's gonna be an incredible matchup and it it's very well could be the matchup that determines this game. Uh, I think, the, like you said earlier, this is such a coin clip game to begin with. And so w- with the Sherman injury, uh, the momentum, and I think you know the winner of this game is really going to position themselves well for a wild card spot. Uh, the Falcons have got to be up and motivated for this one. And uh, I think that they will have enough talent to get it done. And I I like the three points uh, in my favor as well in taking the Falcons if that's what I'm going to do
0: yeah i i don't disagree with with, with what you're saying um i'm taking the seahawks here um to be different but uh i think it's gonna be a good game both these teams are kind of similar on the same kind of level um but that falcons offense has been really unimpressive this year for for some reason everybody last year they were they were the best offense in the nfl and this year they're right around the middle i believe and um julio jones has been underperforming um i've been hearing I heard on the Bill Simmons podcast this week, um, his cousin, Sal, he brings him on for the weekly lines every week and they guess the lines, but he said in fantasy football, he would do Juju Smith Schuster for, um, Julio Jones at this point for the rest of the season. I was like, I guess it's come to that point for Jones. I mean, he's having a bad season and it doesn't help that Matt Ryan, (laughs) they call him flat Ryan. (laughs) Oh man. uh, Yeah. He's just been, he's been bad this year. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think having Defon- Devonte Freeman out for this game is really going to hurt them. And um, I think the Seahawks, although they lost Sherman last week, I think they're going to be coming in strong at home. And so I'm taking the Seahawks here. All right. All right, buddy. That wraps up our our picks this week. Let's look. We have one, two, three. We just have three games that we have deferring. Um. So yeah. if you if you beat me on all three of those, you could catch up to me. <laughs> yeah
1: and, and those are, are two of the better games of the week too so ones that i'm likely to watch so that's nice
0: yeah all right buddy that was a good time that was a good time but once again like always always great having you on um looking forward to seeing how we do this week and doing it again once again next week
1: all right see you ben it was a pleasure and uh have a great weekend
0: yeah you too man take it easy talk to you later so that's a wrap to episode 16 of vicious talk with benny p Thank you all for listening to the podcast and continue to subscribe at soundcloud.com slash vicious talk. Once again, thanks to my good friend Jake Kelly for coming on the show with me and be on the lookout for part two of my conversation with Mike Mastriani. I put out part one yesterday of our conversation and uh, that was a great talk I had with him and uh, you're going to want to listen to uh, the second part of that. Um, but without further ado, now just go out, have a great day, and always remember to be vicious. Thanks for